0: Hey ladies, happy Thursday. So today I am bringing you a bonus episode because I just feel like this information is so important to share with you. I want to share my experience that I had at the Medical Freedom Summit that I went to on Saturday. So Grab a mug of herbal tea or pop your earbuds in for a power walk because you may want to work off a little extra steam or energy while you listen. Welcome to the Treasured Wellness Podcast where we talk about all things health and where nothing is off limits. You will uncover what may be holding you back so that you can break those chains to the root cause and walk into freedom with confidence the way God intended for you to live hi I'm Michelle McCoy functional health coach and holistic lifestyle advocate ladies together we are going to dig deep into real life so that you are educated and equipped to create the whole health you desire without the overwhelm now more than ever is the time for breakthrough Restoration. It's time to get intentional and reclaim your health. If you're ready for mind, body, and soul clarity, then let's get to it. Okay, so Saturday I went to the Medical Freedom Summit in Raleigh, North Carolina. And I just want to give a quick little disclaimer that this is my opinion on what I heard on Saturday and knowledge is power we've all heard that we all know that and knowledge can be the difference between life and death in hosea 4 6 it says my people perish from lack of knowledge and personally i have had a ton of questions over the last year and a half this is november 2021 and i have just had more and more questions And I'm sure you have as well, just as the time has gone on, so many questions, so much misinformation, so much disinformation, so many lies and scare tactics and just fear. And it's just a lot. It's too much. And I am not here to tell you what to do at all. I am not wanting anyone to feel bad about anything they are doing now, have been doing, did not know about beforehand. We don't know what we don't know and God has shown me so much in this time and I really believe it's my responsibility to share what I know. When we know better, we do better and we share better. So that said, the whole point of me talking about this is to bring you information. So that we can make the best informed decisions for ourselves and our families. I'm just going to jump in. It's it's kind of an uncomfortable topic for me. But again, I'm just feeling very led to share all of this. And I would be outside of obedience for what God has for me. I'm just going to dive in. Okay. So at the Medical Freedom Summit, there were over 300 people there and it was a great turnout, and we had a lot of people on the panel. We had PhDs, MDs, RNs, PAs, NDs, naturopathic doctor, pastors, lawyers, we even had a member of the NC House. So we had a really good group of people from all different backgrounds who all believe in one main thing as Americans and that is the right for freedom to choose what we do with our own medical care according to our constitution. And I will also say there was a really big spirit of unity in the Lord in that room. It was really cool. It was like a little church on Saturday. So really two main things that this group of people all believe in that jesus is our lord and savior and that we have the right for freedom to choose what we do with our own medical care according to our constitution because remember america was founded on god's principles and we have taken that away bit by bit so i just want to share with you three main takeaways if i shared everything with you it would it would overwhelm you and frankly it would be very overwhelming for me to verbalize it all. It's just too much to say in like a 20 minute segment. It's just, it's just a lot. And a lot of things, most things I had already known, I have done so much, countless hours of research into some of these topics. I have just been praying over what is going on, what God wants me to know about everything. And so I'm just gonna share three main takeaways. Okay, number one, the government is lying to us about the severity of COVID and the treatments, and really has been since, since March of 2020. So for example, did you know that the big pharma runs the FDA and large media? In 1986, there was a, an act that stated that pharmaceutical companies are not liable for any reactions, including death from vaccines. Okay, so we're going way back. We're going back to 1986 and I'm not going to get into a debate about childhood vaccines. That's, that's not what this whole episode is about. And yes, I vaccinated my children. So it has nothing to do with that. But a lot of people do not know that the pharmaceutical companies are not liable for any reactions from any vaccine. That was an act instituted in 1986. And then in 1992, there was an act that 75% of the FDA funding comes from big pharma. Okay, so now we're starting to follow um, a little trail because in 1997, there was an act that the FDA relaxed media prohibition ads and now account for 70% of media revenue. Okay, it's making sense, right? That's why we have such an influx of drug ads now. That's why we are just inundated with pharmaceutical ads. But my question is, if specific drugs have been used for years and years and are safe and proven to be safe, and we have the documentation that they are safe, why are they being blacklisted? And you know the one I'm talking about, predominantly Ivermectin. And that is too long of a topic for today, but follow the money trail. Always follow the money trail. And remember, I've said before, we do not have a healthcare system. We have a disease management system. Follow the money trail. Second takeaway. We the people are losing control at an alarming rate and our children and our loved ones are going to suffer the most for it. And they already have like locking people out of hospitals to see their loved ones that is cruel and being alone while you are deathly sick is it's just an abomination i mean that should never be allowed nursing homes closed so family members can't get in and touch and hug and just be with their loved ones women not being able to have their support team when they give birth i mean it's just i could just go on and on about that but really just keeping people out of hospitals to see their loved ones. It's just cruel. Out of hospitals, out of nursing homes, it's just cruel. It's just wrong. We were given two weeks to slow the spread. That has come and gone (laughs) several times and we are coming up on two years. Two years of lockdowns, face coverings, shame, guilt, finger pointing, and division all over the world. Why is it We can have my body, my choice, except for this issue. Why were churches told to be closed, but abortion clinics and liquor stores were allowed to stay open? Think about that for a second. It's a direct slap in God's face. And I strongly believe that we, we the people, should be in control of our own health. You know I feel strongly about that we can fire our doctors if they aren't helping us we can seek out other opinions we can seek out other medical modalities and we most certainly should be in control of our children's health no one else we do not co-parent with the government have you heard that quote it's starting to come up more and more and i actually love it because we do not co-parent with the government i won't even touch on what's going on in our schools now speaking of losing control because it's bad But if parents are being kept out of the schools, school board meetings in some instances they're being kept out of, parents are even being called domestic terrorists for standing up for their kids. I mean, the insanity continues. And if they're keeping parents out of schools, how do we really know what they are teaching? But again, that's a whole other topic and unrelated to health, except of course the mental and spiritual health of our kids. But takeaway number three, the vaccine isn't truly a vaccine, it's experimental. We are the experiment, but yet it is getting rushed through at an unthinkable rate and we simply do not know the consequences of it all. There have been no long-term studies done. What are the risks, what are the benefits? Why are we being forced and coerced to get injected with never before used chemicals and nanoparticles when proper testing hasn't been done? When all of the animals in the trials have died, when no testing has been done on pregnant and nursing women or children? Why has it become everyone needs to get it instead of those who want to get it? What is the real urgency in every age group on the planet to get this injection? And why are exemptions across the board not being acknowledged? Even the religious exemptions are being targeted. These are just some of my questions, guys now i'm not going to get into the ingredients of the various brands out there you guys can look that up this stuff is not hidden you know i've said to my husband they're hiding in plain sight right they are putting the information you can look on the inserts you can see the ingredients that are in there you can see the recommendations like for example if you have allergies if you have anaphylactic issues at all, if you are pregnant or nursing or want to become pregnant, you know, they say not to get this injection. They say that this is, okay, this is not for you. But you have to go looking for that. Because that's not being broadcasted on our, our media. They're not saying, hey, guys, like we really want to make this available for everybody. But these are some people that should maybe push pause and let's just see what's going on. Let's just wait a little bit. Because it has been emergency authorization pushed through. So at the end of the day, it's still an experiment. It's still an experiment. And we the people are the experiment. So that's not being talked about you have to go searching for it you have to look for it it's not hidden you can research spike proteins the mRNA you can research the various different drugs that are out there that help with the virus but that aren't being allowed to be prescribed by the way back to the kids teen girls are having menstrual dysregularities and GYNs are seeing an increase of young girls because of it so what that means is they're having some just some strange like breakthrough bleeding and young girls like who aren't even in puberty yet they're having strange breakthrough bleeding. I mean can you imagine how scared that little girl was to see that? What does this mean? Does this mean that there will be a possibility of fertility issues in the future? We don't know. We don't know any of it. This has never been done before. Rushing a vaccine without proper protocol procedures. What normally takes 15 years has taken mere months. Which tells me it was really in the works all along. All of it. But again, I'm not going to go there. There's a standard measure for vaccine policymaking called the number needed to vaccinate. I don't know a whole lot about it, but I just wanted to throw that out there because I just started learning about it. But do they know what this number is before they begin injecting our kids? I'm gravely concerned because the shot is now being pushed for children as young as five Five, for an age group who are not susceptible to getting it. So why? I think it's the precursor for the COVID shot to be added to the childhood vaccine schedule. That's my opinion. And I believe it's like 72 vaccines that we are up to now for kids now. And by the way, none of this has changed the demand for covering our airways. It's still being pushed. So that brings me to concerns with children wearing masks in school. And so there are two points I want to make on that. The mental health concerns and physical harm concerns. So mental health, the lack of social interaction with their peers, learning social cues from their peers and their teachers. So think about that preschooler that's learning to read. Think about the preschoolers that are learning to be in a classroom setting and learn from their teachers and and be around their peers and they're learning to pronounce things and learning letter sounds and all of this. And then the younger elementary age kids learning to read and pronounce things and see their expressions. And really for all age groups, there's such an emotional learning component that goes into being able to see expressions, being able to r- lip read, right? A lot of kids, if you ever see kids that are learning to talk or read or pronounce, they're looking at the mouth of the person speaking because that's helping them to learn. So that's being taken away. And then we've got the isolation For a while their kids were sitting alone even for lunch break. There was a constant reminder that they have something to fear. And parents are not allowed into school buildings. Seven hours a day, kids are in school. Some schools are allowing the child to make decisions and approve things that a parent should be approving. A parent should be deciding on. There should be parental consent. And then the physical harm concerns. They're breathing in their own carbon dioxide which in turn reduces the immune response, causes headaches, foggy brain, lowered oxygen levels as much as 25%, which leads to hypoxia, lowers our immune cell's ability to fight infection, increases fatigue, increases our anxiety, increases our brain fog, and there's so much bacteria on those masks and they're testing very high. There's a blacklight that you can do that can show the bacteria on the mask. Why are they still subjecting our kids to this? Why? And I can't, I cannot even talk about the special needs kids, guys, because it's just, it is so heartbreaking. Like, I wouldn't get through it. So I just want to say that I did hear from one critical care nurse Saturday who has worked in a hospital all last year, And she was talking about the increase in suicides and attempted suicides or overdoses in kids ages 11 to 13. The feeling of hopelessness that they must feel to do that. Okay, you're thinking, Michelle, you are depressing me. And I'm sorry, that's not my intention. Or maybe you're thinking, you are making me really mad. Well, good. I hope it's a righteous anger that you are feeling because I feel it too. And please understand that I am coming from a place of love. Ephesians 4.15 says, But speaking the truth in love, let us grow in every way into him who is the head, Christ. Guys, we are to grow in Christ, not stay stuck or stagnant. So the good news, I do have some good news. (laughs) Jesus is in total control. None of this is a surprise to him and if we are followers of christ we will get the victory overall so stay close to your source now more than ever stay close to him parents we are our kids best advocates we are and you've heard me say this before not the government us not the teachers us it is up to us to secure a future that is safe and free with individual choice our kids are The future. And remember, we aren't defined by other people's choices. We are called as Christians to be set apart. Pastors and teachers are not who should teach our kids. Parents should. It begins in the home. So how will you do that? I've got three ways for you. First off, pray. Pray for wisdom and discernment and for the Holy Spirit to open your eyes to see what He would have you see. Don't just listen to me. Go to God and ask for wisdom and discernment. Number two, research for yourself. Get off mainstream media. There are plenty of Christian organizations, patriot organizations that are tracking everything that's going on and is just giving the truth out there, just speaking the truth, putting the news out there without a slant in any direction. And I will have links in the show notes for you to begin your investigations. Remember, we need to be little health detectives, right? And so that includes this as well, because this affects our health, emotional, physical, spiritual, mental health. And there's no way I could list all of the links, but the links I will list will get you started. Number three, reach out to your local legislation. Let your voice be heard. Don't just accept something you disagree with when it comes to something this important because you think your voice won't matter. There are so many ways to do this. Email, phone calls, just simple steps. You don't have to storm their offices. You don't have to pick it. You don't have, you know, it doesn't have to be anything that makes you feel uncomfortable. Just reach out. And if you're lucky, somebody will actually email you back. So ladies, this was hard. This was hard for me to say. And I'm sure it was hard for you to hear. And I just pray that this episode has been helpful to you in some way. I am deeply distressed over what has been going on in the world for the last 20 months. You have no idea. But one thing I do know, God is still on his throne. And so I cling to him. And I encourage you to as well. The same power that rose Jesus from the grave lives in us. Are we living as if we believe that? We are to be bold, brave, and courageous. Joshua 1, 6 through 6-9 says that. Let me read that to you. Be strong and courageous, for you will distribute the land I swore to their fathers to give them as an inheritance. Above all, be strong and very courageous to observe carefully the whole instruction my servant Moses commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or the left so that you will have success wherever you go. This book of instruction must not depart from your mouth. You are to meditate on it day and night so that you may carefully observe everything written in it. For then you will prosper and succeed in whatever you do. Haven't I commanded you be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. How many times did he tell us to be strong and courageous? Just in that passage. Three times. Be strong and courageous. Beautiful woman listening, please know that my heart is one of deep concern for the health of our country. This is a matter of freedom, and guys, we are in a spiritual battle. I have one more passage I want to read to you, Ephesians 6:10 through eighteen. Finally, be strengthened by the Lord and by His vast strength. Put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this darkness, against evil spiritual forces in the heavens. For this reason, take up the full armor of God so that you may be able to resist in the evil day and having prepared everything to take your stand. Stand therefore with truth like a belt around your waist, righteousness like armor on your chest and your feet sandaled with readiness for the gospel of peace. In every situation, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Pray at all times in the Spirit with every prayer and request and stay alert with all perseverance and intercession for all the saints. Guys, we are to do this every single day. The heading in my Bible of that passage says Christian warfare. We're in a spiritual battle. Let me pray over you. Father God, we ask that you would give us wisdom and discernment to know the truth. When we know the truth, it sets us free. Help us to be bold and courageous like you command us to be. Nothing is a surprise to you, God, but we need your presence all around us. Help us to follow you each day, all the days of our life, and to keep our eyes firmly fixed on you, the author and perfecter of our faith. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Ladies, I know this was heavy, but if you resonate with anything I said, please share this and let's together as the body of Christ stand strong, bold, and courageous. We need each other. We need unity. I'll see you next week, beautiful.